Oh, you know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I am Ben here, of course, with the one and only Andy. Hello. Thank you for finding us, especially if you're new. And if you're wondering where to find all other podcast-related goodness, you can find it on our website at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com. You'll find all the places to listen to us, at least the ones we decide to highlight, and our social media. So, thank you if you are new here, and I'm sorry for what you're about to listen to. Indeed, but before we get to the tragedy of Darth Plagueis, what have you been playing here lately? Oh boy, I have been playing something. I've been playing something called Madden 2020. It's about fucking time <laughs> that is, got That is all... Uh, I have really been too deep into, um, I, I've tossed around a little bit of Forza when I'm waiting on you, a little bit of NHL, back and forth, um, I actually, I'm hoping to have a better update here soon, because there is a game I want to try out that I just found out about through my increased use of Twitter lately, um, that it is, it is called Deliver Us to the Moon, I will throw a link in the show notes for us. It is some kind of sci-fi thriller kind of game where you are a lone astronaut sent to the moon on a critical mission to save humanity from extinction. And it looks awesome. I'm back on my racing bullshit. <laughs> just just renewed that subscription and went Re- hard. Re- renewed that sub and I've been racing around Talladega all week. Because <laughs> you're giving them what they want and that's some money. Yeah, and they can have it right now. That's that's uh, fair. That, that's been me. That and, you know, that Madden life. Do you have anything upcoming that you are hyped for? Uh, I think about the only thing I'm hyped for is we've got the new Modern Warfare coming out on the 22nd. So I think that's my next uh, hype game. That's fair. Um, have you been watching anything? Because I totally uh, I didn't watch anything I've been watching. Well, I knew what you've been watching. That's why I didn't even ask. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I, wa- I watched The Boys. Uh Oh yeah! Finish that Amazon Prime original series there, and highly recommend it to everyone. It I've heard mixed things. Fantastic! I'm pretty sure the mixed. I'm pretty sure the mixed things are people who can't take a joke, mm. and the great things are people who look at the dark side of life, like me. <laughs> yeah, no. The thing I haven't heard anything about anybody being like offended by the jokes or anything. I've just mainly. Heard people say that it is quite dark and like be prepared for that. Yeah, it's not about the happy places. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you're gonna watch it, just you know how I know. am. Yeah, with with movies and stuff like that. There were a few parts in the series that made me uncomfortable, but the reason it made me uncomfortable was how accurate the depiction was. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but all right. Anywho. I've been prepared for this, and as we launch into this, I'm going to have to pop another bottle and pour a shot glass into an appropriately themed... A pour a shot into an appropriately themed shot glass. You need to take a picture, and that needs to be the uh, the photo for this. That will this probably week. be it, but what are we talking about, Ben, while I take this shot? We are talking about the last two movies in the Fast and Furious franchise. Welcome, everyone, to Most Fast... Most furious, the end? Question mark. Maybe, which, and yeah, that shot didn't hurt as much as these two movies I just watched. Cool. Ooh. Okay, so so we'll start with Furious Seven. Yes. Um, you you've got a lot of stuff written here. I'm gonna let you go ahead and take the lead now. Yeah, I'm just I just this is, these are highlights. So, yeah. Furious Seven we release in April third, 
the year of our Lord 2015 in the U.S. Other dates don't matter. Just kidding. But so this is the first time that we are now taking place in a Fast and Furious universe that is after Tokyo Drift. So finally, the timeline is caught up. Everything is synced. We're no longer in that weird back and forth, but also an appropriate um, thing to mention as well, and I think we'll talk about it more later on, is that this film was the final appearance of Paul Walker, who did die in a single vehicle crash on November 30th, 2013, with filming only half completed. We'll talk a little bit more about how that affected production. I don't want to get into it right away, but it is... uh, it's interesting how they end up handling that, and I think we'll we'll have uh, opinions as we go along. In, indeed, uh, we uh, had a new director. We did. Yes. So James Wan comes on. Uh, I don't know why. And who was he replacing? So Remember? he was replacing Justin Lin. Okay, there we go. That's did the all the previous ones? Is that the right name? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Right. So. James Wan comes in, and he is a uh, Malaysian-born Australian, which, all right, that's cool. Uh, he did Saw. That's a very specific that's, fetish. Yep, that is, his, that is his movie. He also did Dead Silence and Death Sentence, Insidious, The Conjuring, and Insidious Chapter 2. And then, I'm a big fan of his work. And then Fury 7. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his work outside of this movie. Also... Also, new uh, new other movie he he did more recently was Aquaman. I really like that one too. You did. So the main team is back again for Furious Seven. It's not fast; it's just furious. It took me a while to find this movie because in my server I kept typing in fast, and I was like, "Where the fuck is the seventh movie?" But. They bring the main team back, and uh, those are all your all your usual characters: your Vin Diesel, your Paul Walker, uh, your Michelle Rodriguez. You got Tyrese back. The Ludacris is back. Jordana Brewster is back. Um, the Rock was almost not in this movie. Elaborate on this. Yeah, so he had <laughs> a conflict because there was such a wonderful movie he was working on that, like you know, if they hadn't made it, it would have been a crime. And he was working on Hercules. And he was like, uh, no, I have to work on Hercules. So he originally was not going to be out. He was not going to be on it. And they had started production with that, but then scheduling worked out. And then, bam, he shows up. The first thing that announced it was like an Instagram post of him filming that scene in the hospital that I'm sure we'll touch on later. Right. So that's that's amazing. I'm glad we had, but, we had The yeah. Rock appear in this yeah. one. Because we had The Rock God. appear. And not the only wrestling uh, WWE star that appears in this movie. Well, actually, at the time, she was not a WWE star. No, no, no. I know. At the time, she was not. Fattest woman on the planet. Ronda Rousey. This was pre-getting knocked out, Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she was was top of her game. Right, right. This was still primo Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, Let's just get into this plot. Give me, give me some of those plot points. Let's let's go over what what happened in Furious oh Seven God. for our okay, listening so, audience. So if you recall, at the end of Furious Six, we get the scene of Han's death um, at the hands of what is shown in the end credit scene, a Deckard Shaw, played by one Jason Statham. Oh boy! So we're gonna we're gonna be dealing with that this movie, kind of. 
I mean, that's that's a lot of the movie is yeah. uh, them trying to. I mean, it's kind of weird because it's like they're not really. I, I couldn't tell you. Like we just <laughs> watched these movies, and I couldn't tell you the plot point. <laughs> I remember. So, I vividly remember it opens yeah. up with Hobbs getting a bomb sent to his office. Yes. Which we find out is from Decker. Yep. So we have that. Right. So he's he's out in the hospital. Yep. And uh he's you know, he's you're like, okay, he's he's out of the game for now. Um okay. Remember you get Toretto coming to visit Mia and Brian. Yep, at the Toretto house. Right, and, and another then bomb. All of a sudden another bomb destroys the Toretto house. Yes. That um Timeline-wise, they try to say it is all happening basically at the same time. I was going to say, timeline, everything was synced up so perfectly that at this exact moment, Han is dying. Yes. So, that's that's the thing there. So, Dom goes and sees Hobbs in the hospital. He finds out Shaw is a rogue special forces assassin. Um, Looking to get revenge for his brother. Right. Um, so then you go and you get a quick trip to Tokyo, right? And he goes to get Han's body and we see good old Sean Boswell again. We do. For just a a hot second. Yeah. It kind of makes me sad because he signed on to do these movies and that's all they used him for. That's all they used. So I had, you know, thinking about that, I had seen that he was going to be in the future movies and I was like, oh, I'm really interested to see what his role is going to be. And then guess what his role was? Nothing. Yeah, just that, literally just there. They were just like, okay, you're here. Uh, so then we got this funeral scene. We do. And they notice somebody's watching them, because these funeral scenes can never just be a funeral. There's always some drama tied into them. Indeed, um, notices that somebody's watching them. Turns out to yes. be Shaw. Yes. And then we have the introduction of Mr. Nobody, who is Kurt Russell, which was an interesting name. Very oh yeah, big name to be thrown into this movie. Very big name to be thrown in on the seventh installment of this franchise. Yeah. Um, what would you what you think about Kurt Russell's character in this movie? I honestly really like Kurt Russell's character. I love movies. Kurt Russell. Um, my favorite thing was, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to be in agreement with this, was the moment that he is uh, talking with Dom and he's trying to convince him to uh, you know join up and go after God's Eye, which is. My favorite computer program name, because um, they just keep yelling about God's Eye throughout the yes. next two movies. Uh, so he's trying to convince him that you know you got to help me. This is a great deal. And Mister Nobody goes to hand him a beer, and it is not a Corona. Right. And you got Toretto going. I'm more of a Corona guy. Yeah. And <laughs> so now we're back on Corona kicks. We're back on Corona kicks because Mister Nobody pops up the. Best looking bucket of Coronas, like it was just delivered to you at Top Golf, just out of nowhere. Indeed. Which I—that's probably my one of my favorite ridiculous moments in this movie. It was great, and um, I think that basically convinces him. And then we get some more ridiculousness, and I'll let you go over that. Well, one second, we got to step back. You mentioned yeah. God's Eye, but didn't mention what God's Eye is. Oh, right, right, right. Go over that for us. God's Eye—it's a computer program that uses everything that has a camera to track down a person, and the only person it can't track is a person that made it, who is a hacker named Ramsey. Ramsey being played by the same actress that played Masandi in Game of Thrones. 
so I can never watch this movie without seeing the Sandy. Right, right. We have yeah. some Game of Thrones royalty in like the next two movies. Yes, yes, we do. Um, but the whole concept now is Dom needs somebody to help him stop Shaw. Mister Nobody is going to help Dom stop Shaw if he gets him God's eyes. So let's get the band back together, and we got to try to capture. We got to try to save Ramsey so that this group can no longer have control of God's right. And he promises to like wipe their records as which well, is like right? the seventh or eighth time their records. Yeah. Yeah. Wiped. I was like, their records keep having to be wiped. Yeah. It's, um, it's getting that plot point. Like right. this is the movie where that plot point started it, to annoy me. Yeah. It started to get pretty old. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's very old. Yeah. Um, so, but for some reason, mm-hmm. First off, we're in the mountains airdropping the cars, which was a really cool scene. In Azerbaijan. Yes. I knew that we were going to pronounce us, that. Oh, you damn right I wasn't going to pronounce that. It leads us to them saving Ramsey. They save Ramsey right there. And then they discover that somebody in Abu Dhabi has a flash drive with Godza, which leads us to a scene where Ronda Rousey's head of security for this billionaire fighting... Letty. Yes, and that's the best thing ever. I know she says something like, something, something, bitch, and then just jumps into fighting Letty. Yes, it was amazing. It was. I just know I screamed, because I did not know she was in the movie. I watched this totally unaware of what was going on. I screamed, I scared my wife, and then I immediately texted you. Yes, that's exactly how that went. Yep. But he's hit the... God's eye in a flash drive that's in his car. Yes, in this car. It is stored in this, uh, these like three super, super fancy skyscrapers that just seem to all have luxury condos in them. Indeed. And they proceed to drive the car out of one into the next one, into the next one, and finally to safety. Yes. That, that happens. Great visual. But it made yeah, no that that visual was great, but it literally made no sense. At this point, they have it right. The not them, they the other people have God's eye. Right, right. Um, because when they attempt to capture Shaw, Jakandi and his men uh, attack, and they escape with God's eye. Mister Nobody's injured, and he says, "You know, it's up to Brian and Dom to continue without him." So the team decides, you know, if we've got to do this on our own, we need to fight on our own terms. So they end up back in L.A. Right, 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 right. They end up back in L.A. And then you got, let's see. So at this point, is this where we get the hospital scene? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So The Rock. or Who's been basically dead all movie. Yeah, he's been dead the entire movie. He he gets up and literally flexes out of his cast. Yes. And decides, exactly. I'm done with being dead. Let's go beat up Shaw. Yes. He drives an ambulance into a drone. Yep. Allow me to repeat that if you didn't hear it the first time. Drives ambulance into a drone. He sure does. What? I was about to say, the, the next... 
crazy thing that I remember oh, yeah. happening is he pulls the Gatling gun off of the drone. Oh, yes. This is the best and then, part. And then he's sitting there holding a Gatling gun. Just mm-hmm. ah, ah, ah. It's the most rock move that's ever been. Worked. And just being a Gears of War character. Basically. Basically. Yeah. Which I mean, he's Marcus Phoenix built one like one. So <laughs> it works. We get the um, awesome one on one showdown between Dom and Shaw. Uh, Jaconde comes in and tries to take down both of them. Yep. Shaw falls down the parking garage. Uh, Dom launches his car into Jaconde's helicopter and throws Shaw's bag of grenades on the skid of the helicopter. Car doesn't hit the helicopter, but Hobbs shoots the grenades. And that's how we defeat Wakandi. They think Dom's dead. Letty's crying. She remembers everything, remembers their wedding, and Dom's The most like, soap opera moment. Dom's like, it's about time, and Dom's <laughs> not dead. I laughed so hard. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, just painful. But after, so like, this movie, movie so far, because this last section is like a completely different scenario. I don't want to even put it with the rest of this movie. It's so ridiculous, but it's the first time when you're watching. This was for me. Now, we've seen some ridiculous things in Fast and Furious so far. Yeah, we sure have. Also, we kind of glossed over the fact that they airdropped cars. No, we mentioned that. I said yeah, they airdropped yeah. them in the mountains. Yeah. And it was a cool visual. It, it was. This was the first time watching Fast and the Furious from like, okay, this is a little too far. As a fan of this was it. This was your line. Yeah, as a fan of professional wrestling, I can no longer suspend my disbelief. As far as you're asking me to, Fast and Furious, let's dial it back in a little bit. But the closing scene. Yeah. So I want to hear your feelings on it first. On uh oh yeah, there's there's a lot here, but you know obviously Shaw, right? We get him to that secret high security prison. Um. Yep. And we got this lovely beach scene. Where Brian and Mia are playing with their son, and the rest of them are just kind of watching. And this scene was hard to watch. In in more that you knew at this point when they were filming, um, Paul Walker was not. That was not actually Paul Walker. Right. So, I. It was cheesy. The it's never goodbye and drives away, and then you have the little montage. It was cheesy, but. I was I was a little sad watching it. I cried. Yeah, the the first time or every time? Oh, the first time. I, okay. I I don't. I usually stop watching right after <laughs> Shaw gets. Oh, is that it? That's it for you? Yeah, that's all right. For, it is for me. That's fair. No, um, it's 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 rough. I mean, I think because I I watched this so long after everything happened, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't as as like oh man, but it, it's been a while. But I can yeah, the emotional. The emotional weight of that ending where they, you know, they say goodbye at the crossroad uh, and then you get all the clips from all the previous movies. Um, It was a nice little tribute. It was. Tears in the theater when I watched this Oh, for sure. I think I remember you texting me and telling me. The song that plays as they're driving apart and, like, the montage thing is going on. Yeah. So, yeah. 
That's yeah. the first song I heard on the radio after my grandmother had passed away. Oh no! So like I cannot hear that song anymore. Right. It's one of those. I'm like, no, that song is dead to me now. That's um, fair. But yeah, it's just. It was like you said. It was a very fitting, very touching tribute. Yeah. No, to Paul was, Walker. So regardless, regardless of what of the rest of this movie did, how much I did not enjoy this movie, I enjoyed how they closed out the character. Yes. Um, yes. So that was that was a movie. Um, this movie had a little bit of a complicated, you know, kind of filming in general because they did technically start this in early 2013 in. Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they did. Abu Dhabi was also a filming location. Um, mm-hmm. There was some kind of 30% rebate scheme that was going on, so they got a good bit of money um, back in like credits for that. Um, there was also some scenes in Colorado. Yep. One thing that was At cool Pike's I didn't Peak. know. Yeah, Pikes Peak. One thing that was cool I didn't know is that the... Uh, a uh, funeral scene that was at Oakland Cemetery, which uh, ah. I was just there uh, yep. for a friend of the podcast, Austin's birthday party. Um, and uh, they, uh, the casting call was for hot, hip, trendy, cool types of all ethnicities between the ages of 18 and 45. So I don't know why we weren't there, Ben. Uh, we weren't friends yet, I don't think. <sighs> not in 2013. Yeah. No. We would have been when this movie came out, but not yes. when this movie was filming. That is correct. Um, but uh, that was pretty cool. There was an Oakland Cemetery, so if you're, you know, Atlanta native or know anything about Atlanta, you know about Oakland Cemetery, so pretty cool. But uh, so with with um, Paul Walker dying, that's where this movie kind of got launched into a huge delay, and there was even thoughts that the movie was just not going to happen. They were like, a, they were going to cancel it. It wasn't until, so this happened in November, you know, end of November. And then it wasn't until about December 22nd of 2013 that year that Vin Diesel announced on his Facebook page that the film was coming out. It was coming out in 2015. So uh, they went ahead and resumed filming uh, April 1st of uh, 2014. And they got to Atlanta to, you know, go through about eight more weeks of shooting. And... So, with Paul Walker's ending, we talked about how we feel about it, um, but did you ever look into what they did to kind of recreate his likeness and how they handled that? Yeah, they they used his brothers and another actor as stand-ins for his scenes, which helped them because they weren't trying to create the face from 100% scratch. Right, because that was the thing they originally tried to do, and they just... Could not even with all the all the shots, just the technology I think wasn't quite there. No, not like it is now. Not like it is um, now, where you can do right. the things that we've seen Star Wars do. But yeah, and yeah. don't forget Captain Marvel. Yep, and Captain Marvel exactly. So that was cool because they used that. They used old outtake footage, old just anything they could use that they could throw into the movie. They kind of started using. Um. Yeah, so I mean, when watching it, you know, unless you were paying really, really, really close attention, like to me, I was just like, okay, yeah, it's it's still him. I, I it didn't, it wasn't too jarring. I was just like, no. And the only scene you get a really close up is that end scene. Yeah, and that yeah. honestly, when you see him look over at Dom from his car, that was the only time like you knew it wasn't Paul Walker, but it looked right. enough like it. That it looked enough happen. like him, and it, it it was just like, okay, it's fine, it's fine fine just continue suspending disbelief so 
Um, another, you know, I think we've, we've talked about our one-liners and the ridiculous shit what they did in this movie. Um, but did you have any other ones that stood out to you? No. This one wasn't, you know, it's not the same wisecracking uh, Fast and Furious that we were talking about in previous episodes, but... Uh, no, we, we've full-on embraced this whole sky, yeah. this, like, whole spy heist, caper yeah heist spy caper movie and we really move into that in the next movie this one was kind of like bridging that gap oh my god uh, <laughs> so a few interesting notes before we move on to the next one um this movie was illegally downloaded 44.7 something million times in 2015 second um, most downloaded illegally downloaded movie of all time behind interstellar um, so thought that was interesting. Seems like a lot of people didn't want to pay to go see this movie, which, you know, it happens. So this one, um, made, uh, basically it was the highest grossing, at a, a total box office amount of $1.516 billion against its $190 million production budget. Yes. So, so that makes banger. it the eighth highest grossing film of all time and was the third at, was that at the time of release though uh i'd have to check that but it is the third highest of 2015 okay and this the, is the highest grossing film in the fast and furious franchise yes also another thing about universal when they released this movie it was their first of three films mm-hmm. to earn a billion dollars in its original run the other two yeah. movies being jurassic world and minions yeah so Pretty uh, about that. interesting company, but yeah. So it was uh, a great year for Universal. It was, and and I think before we get into <laughs> Fate of the Furious, I need to take another shot uh, because call. it hurts. Coming uh, so, to our next movie, we have yeah. Fate of the Furious, released April fourteenth, two thousand and seventeen. We have a, another director change because you know God knows we didn't do why. Anything. We have F. Gary Gray. Uh, he before this he had done a lot of music videos. Sure did. Was a was a big thing he did. Yep. Waterfalls uh, by TLC. Yep. <laughs> but he also did Friday. And Miss Jackson. Yeah. But he also did Friday. Yep. Um, I'm gonna mention the one that I know. Uh, he did the Italian job. So yep. another Statham flick there. Um. Another car flick there. Yeah, another car flick. Uh, he also did Straight Outta Compton. And mm-hmm. uh, and then Fate of the Furious. They mainly got another director because James Wan was annoyed by how quickly they wanted to move between the two movies. And he was kind of like not down for it. Seemed like there was some drama there. But we got another director. Um, we got a shift in tone here where we're moving to full spy caper. James Bond style nonsense at this point. Yes. Our main cast is returning, except for Paul Walker and Jordana Brewster. They do mention in passing that, like, hey, Brian would know what to do, and they're, the whole team's like, no, we've agreed Brian's out of this. Right, so, so they just make it seem he's enjoying life on the beach with his wife and his two kids. Yep, and that's why we're going to keep that's it, it forever. That's it, we're just moving on. That's why we're keeping it yep. forever. Forever. <laughs> so, opens up with Shaw... Not Shaw, sorry, Hobbs getting asked to do a mission that's strictly off the books. Um, he gets the team together, minus, of course, Brian. Um, but 
what has happened while Shaw's assembling his team is we get Dom and Letty are living in Cuba for some reason. Yep, they're in Havana. They get into a ridiculous race. Um, yes. Where Dom, like, tears apart a car in the streets. Yes, he tears apart a car in the street to reduce the weight so it'll go yep. faster. Yep. And then does some crazy jerry-rigged mods to try to make the car faster. Ends up blowing the car up completely, but he wins the race in reverse. Ah, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It was hard to continue watching the movie after that. Yeah, the whole point of this <laughs> is to show that it doesn't matter what's what in the car, it's who's driving the car. What you're using, exactly. So yeah. uh, the next day, Dom, you know, he's going to get his pan cubano and his Cuban coffee, and all of a sudden, he gets approached by the elusive cyber terrorist Cypher. First played off, by, go ahead. Played by Therese Theron. What bothered me about her character, Ben? In that first uh, scene. In on. that first scene, the fact she's yeah. in Cuba and doesn't speak Spanish? Uh, no. Uh, that is offensive. But, no. The most offensive thing about her character in this first scene is those white girl dreads. I was just like, okay, they want to make this character unlikable. Well, th- to me, the thing was, like, there's so many things out of place for Dom to be so street smart. Like, how did he not pick up on those? Like, this Oh, yeah, she's and- like, this place is closed, uh, you know... Yeah, like, he didn't notice any of these things going on. No. It's like, okay, Dom, come on. Yeah, come on. Uh, but apparently she's got some good dirt on Dom. Says she'll be in she'll be in touch. Basically, yeah. to Shaw, or Hobbs. Damn it, why not I keep saying Shaw? Hobbs. I don't know. And the team doing the job when they go to break away and deliver the goods so that they can all be free and clear. Right, right. And, and real quick, before we dive a little bit deeper on that, our opening to Hobbs... Oh was my god, fun. it's the best part of the movie. Okay, it was fun for the first 10, 10 20 seconds. Um, but they also had to joke about how all the soccer moms wanted The Rock, which, I mean, those weren't how could moms. they not? Yeah, no, the, not at all. Yeah, and the, the FBI agent points that out. <laughs> yeah, and, and he definitely points that out. And also, apparently, there was a director's cut of this movie, and I don't know how much extra we see, but... Like you were saying, they basically jump from this to bam, they finish the job of getting this EMP out of Berlin. Right. Like, they're done. They're driving away. Yes, we don't have to see all those details. We get a really cool exit scene. Um, and then we see Dominic Toretto turn on his team. And because he turns on his team, Shaw has failed the mission. He gets arrested. Suddenly, they all have records again. They're on the top ten most wanted. And lo and behold, here comes Mr. Nobody with an offer. <laughs> right on through to clear their names. Yep. So, at the this point, break. yeah, we got the prison break. Because you got, my favorite thing was watching uh, watching Hobbs tear apart that cell, though. It was impressive. That was uh, amazing. When he pulls the bench off and starts literally curling it, I was cracking up. Yes. So... To back up just a hair, yes. Hobbs gets put in the same prison as Shaw. And Mr. Nobody springs a plan to get Hobbs out, is what we think. But really, he wants Hobbs and Shaw out at the same time. So that's what we get here. Also, the rock-breaking handcuffs. Yeah, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So you, up to this point, what's bothering you about this movie? Uh, up to this <laughs> point? 
the the car chase the car race scene in the beginning bothered me. It's complete BS. Like that's not gonna happen ever. Um, the how thrown together everything feels. Right. And it just to me it, it feels like, so rushed. It feels like we missed a huge chunk of the story. Yes, it does. And then the other thing that bothers me is how Dom has suddenly turned on what he calls his family. Yeah, and that's the worst thing you can do, right? Yeah, it's the worst thing you can do. And the other thing is is we don't know why he did it. We yet. still don't know why. And Correct. So when I was watching this at first, I'm not going to give away what it is, but when I was watching this, I my theories at first were it was like mind control or like like he was, you know, some stupid ridiculous thing like that. Um, okay. did you have thoughts of that or were you just like what the what is going on? No, I had an idea. Okay. From the way she introduces herself to him. Right, right. Okay. Kind of like they were just cuz the scene before that they're talking about having kids. Him and Letty in the bed talking right. about having kids. Right, so right. Like, that Okay. Yeah, I see what you're going I there. Put, I put two and two together. Yeah. But we finally do figure out after they get the MP that Cypher is holding hostage. What was her name? From Elena. Elena. And yes. That was, four Elena. That they, was that four or five they hooked up? Uh, four. Four. Yeah. Okay. And then, no, wasn't it five? Uh, well, when did Letty disappear? That was five. Okay, so then it would have been five. Because we get Letty back in six. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been within five they were there. Because yeah. she was there in five and she was in six. So. so we have Elena, who we know had a brief fling with Dom. Apparently that brief fling produced a kid that she did not want to tell Dom about because she did not want to ruin Dom's and Letty's like relationship thing happening. Right. She didn't want it to seem weird, which kind of felt weird that this was our plot point. Like, this is how we're holding them on. To yeah, them. I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's what's happening. All right. Uh, whatever, got to figure out a way. But this is the family that Dom is choosing over the yep. family. Dom does all of this without a paternity test. Yeah, I mean, he just takes it at face value. And also, she doesn't pick the kid's first name. She no, just gives him a middle name of Marcus and is like, I wanted us to pick the first name, which is just weird. arbitrary and weird. And I don't even know why they had to make it a point in this movie. Well, they had to make it a point because of how they close out the movie. Andy. Yeah, no, I know, but... okay. At that point, um, I could get it. Yeah. Uh, but we get introduced to Cypher and a couple of her men, one of them yeah. being Tormund Giants Bane. Yeah, another Game of Thrones character. Yep. Uh, I kind of like this character. Yeah, I, I but, enjoyed uh, Rhodes, was his name. Yes, yes it yeah. was. But this whole setup is trying to make Cypher seem like she is one step ahead of everybody. She's got every, she knows everything. We've already made Dom look really dumb. We really have, and that I think that's what just continues to bother me. Yep. Apparently, she can control every self-driving car because she's such an amazing cyber terrorist. Oh, this fucking scene. And we get a ridiculous scene of them trying to get nuclear launch codes. Which was filmed in Atlanta. It was. It was. It was uh, portrayed as New York story-wise. Correct. But it was Atlanta, so, and then we get it raining cars. Literally, just raining cars raining. out of the building. 
And then we get Dom looking like he's trying out for the next Army of Two game. Coming and getting <laughs> the nuclear launch codes from this Russian group. Yep. Which, the fact that this happened on American soil, the Russians aren't talking, and apparently there's been a terrorist organization that's taken over a Russian base. And as you can see, as I'm trying to explain this to you, none of this is making any sense as why we have to worry about these things when Dom has turned on his family. Yeah, it just... Yeah. Like, I feel like... I mean, this was the same issue I had with Seven. The Seven should have been about the family versus Owen Shaw. I'm sorry, Deckard Shaw. Not them versus Deckard Shaw, but also versus uh, Jakandi in that group. And we're getting a similar thing here. We have Dom has turned on the family, but instead of trying to save Dom, literally all they're doing is trying to stop Cypher, which they have no vested interest in stopping Cypher. Yeah, no, not at all. So, we get a ridiculous... Uh, I, I know I've missed a lot of this movie. <laughs> you haven't missed much as it matters, but... Yeah. They, uh, you know, Dom takes a football, the team catches up with him at this point. Oh, um, this, part, this part drove me crazy. So, Are you talking Dom about escapes. they have the car wired? Well, yeah. Okay, First off, one second about that. Okay, when they're talking about how much horsepower that car has. Yeah, and one of them says five thousand. I'm like, there's no way that car five thousand horsepower. Right. There's no right way that that, that no part way. made zero sense. Yeah, to me. the way they're going, I would say a thousand horsepower times is what that car would have had. But there's just it. it uh, the whole scene drove me insane. Hated every minute of it. Yep, but they Dom, uh, Dom escapes right. He tries to escape. Yep, and then he shoots Shaw. And he's dead. Sean's dead. Yeah, Shaw's dead. Won't pull the trigger on Letty, which Rhodes reports back to Cypher about, which ends up getting Elena killed. Because Dom's sure does. Bre- breaking the rules. Yep. Can't break those rules. Can't break those rules. But now we've got... <sighs> Cypher has... Cypher has... The nuclear launch codes. She's got control of God's eye. Mm-hmm. She wants to hold all governments responsible, but she needs a way to launch nukes. So she's trying to steal this Russian sub with nukes. So <clears> this is where the yeah Dom yeah, gets in there with his EMP and bulletproof yep. <clears throat> charger. Mm-hmm. Disables everything on the base with the EMP. Our team moves in real quick using whatever vehicles the U.S. government has been allowed to give them. And now we have the stuff. We gotta, we gotta stop this submarine. And they're like, "There's two ways we can do this." They decide they've got to try both ways to double their chances. We get a really cool fight scene with Letty again, uh, drop kicking a dude into a propeller blade. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then we get the rock taking on a small army by himself by flexing, yep. which was awesome. The dude <laughs> that kicks the rock and the rock just looks at him. That was one of my, that was my favorite part. Yep. Yep. I was like, you really thought that was going to work? You see this tree trunk, son. <laughs> but eventually we get to stop these, we get to stop these nuclear launch codes. 
while this is occurring on the ground, Cypher's invisible so-called stealth jet gets boarded by two people in wingsuits. Oh, yeah. Lo, lo and behold, this is the part of the movie I enjoyed. It is our good buddy, Deckard Shaw, and yep. Owen Shaw, released from prison, brothers yeah. together, and are going to take Cypher down. They have boarded the plane, and <laughs> they proceed to do badassery to the plane. Because in true soap opera form, Shaw was totally not dead. He was not dead. It was mm-hmm. all a plan that was set up by Dom and Shaw's mother. Yep. Yep. Who was played <laughs> by, what is it, Miriam or Helen Miriam? Yes, I believe. Another, another big correct. name for no reason whatsoever. Um, no good reason. <laughs> but we get the most amazing on-screen chemistry between Deckard Shaw and Dom's baby. Oh yeah, that this scene I actually enjoyed with him putting the very very subtle beats on the kids' ears and then just like dodging bullets the whole time. Dodging bullets, kicking people's ass, yeah. putting the baby in corners so it's it's safe, and then making sure he's okay at moments where the gunfight breaks down. And then he he goes, "Oh, you don't want to see this." Turns the baby's head and beats the dude to death on the the bench. Oh yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, is that you?" Or him, and he <laughs> and it's over there. It's him. It's and him. Then, uh, and then takes off. Yep. But yeah, the whole the whole insanity of that scene, and like every moment where it's getting really intense, all of a sudden Jason Statham's like, "Oh, I'm still taking care of you, baby. Still, still baby. Yeah, still baby. He's still got baby. Yep. yep. But uh, Cipher escapes, so I'm assuming that will probably have something to do with future uh, movies. Hint, hint. Um. Yup. But everything ends up okay. Dom ends up, now that he knows Shaw has his kid, he kills Rhodes, is now turning on Cypher. And the line he says, and it's not like a corny one-liner, but it's one of those things that I love the callback, that he mentions that Cypher let his team get away. And he's like, if you've got a tiger by the neck, you can't let it up. And then when Cypher realizes she's lost all leverage on Dom, she goes, you took your foot off the tiger's neck. And then that's when he gets out and kills Rhodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure does. Yep. So that was all really cool. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. Like I said, this movie on a whole, I didn't enjoy, but there were parts that are really there, there were There were there were parts, yeah. Yeah. The submarinists uh, trying <sighs> to take everybody out was ridiculous, <sighs> but a very nice visual. Right. Uh, having the heat seeker lock on to Dom's turbo was a nice little touch they had yeah. there. Yeah. And then um, the group coming and like surrounding Dom, locking their cards and preventing him from becoming Rose Dom. Right. Because the submarine's going to explode. And his first thing to do is duck down and put his forearm in front of his face. Yep. That's what you do. That is exactly what you do. <laughs> But they do shield him with their super strong cars, and they don't all somehow melt. Right. Because, alright. Because plot armor. Yeah, you know. Yay, the day is saved once again. We get cut to our classic end scene in a Fast and Furious movie. Mm -hmm. Barbecues. Barbecue time! 
where we have everybody together. The yep. uh, we have Hobbs turned down his old job. Yeah, because so he was he like fully reinstated with... and. Yep. But wanted yeah. to spend time with his daughter. Yeah. So we have that happen. Um, we have Tej and Roman flirting with Ramsey, but they can't give her. They don't even know her last name. Right. And she's like, I'm out, dogs. And I was that like, was huh? fantastic. Um, we have Dom and Letty like being lovey dovey again. Right. And they have Dom's son. Yes, Shaw brings Dom's son. Dom and Shaw kind of like bro it out real quick, so I guess Shaw's kind of part of the family now. Yeah, like that Mr. Nobody turns, and he's about to leave, and he's like, wait, this will be interesting. And he just kind of watches them bro out, which I enjoyed. Yeah, because, I mean, Dom saved his kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we close with with everybody standing around and Dom being like, oh, I'd like to introduce you guys to my son, Brian. Brian. Yep. Pan out, end of movie. Bam. Movie is over. Oh, let's this go, movie. Let's go ahead and chalk this one up. Is also making $1.2 billion. $1.2 billion. But I think this is the first time, right, that the uh, the, the sequel didn't make more than the movie before it. Correct. Um, so with now Furious 7 is still holding the title as the highest grossing you know, Fast and Furious sequel movie. Where previously every single movie was making more than the other. Right. Um, so, this movie, like we said, it had its ups and downs. A lot of this movie, I was just it was checked out. It was really hard for me for it to keep my interest. Like it, it had moments where it brought me back in, um, but a lot of it, I was just like, oh my god, just come on! Like it just a lot they of tried they tried I to watch. go real deep into that spy cape, and it's just they 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 need to, as we've mentioned before, they really need to stay in their lane. Yeah, the spy caper doesn't work with some of this cast. I think no. you had eliminated it down to Dom, The Rock, and Jason Statham. You could yeah. get away with spy caper, but Ted yeah. doesn't really get a chance to shine. Ludacris no. doesn't get a, a good chance to shine in this movie. He barely gets any time. Roman is the punchline for everything until like the very end of yeah. the movie where he gets one really cool scene. Right. Um, so I just I don't and I mean Letty was there but not there. Right, you know what I thought about with Letty in this movie is that she did a great job of looking devastated every time the camera was on her. That's yeah. all they did with her character, and I hated it because truly she has played a much better character throughout this ridiculous plot line. Um, yes. You know, Michelle Rodriguez has done a great job, and it seems like all they had her do in this movie was emote every time they put the camera on her face. And, and she Just, killed it. She yeah, I mean, she did a great job of looking upset every time Dom was doing some stupid-ass shit. Which was this entire movie. D- exactly. So, we wrap up the main oh, Fast and Furious line. With the, the two dudes that you liked. From- oh, yes, I forgot about that. So, the cameo of those guys, and I did. That was one of those moments. It brought me right back in. Yeah. I was we like, here we go. Everybody but Lucas Black, because right. he could not make it due to scheduling issues. Or well, Lucas Black was, uh, yeah, he he was not in it because of I, I'm guessing it was scheduling because yeah, he was in the last one, but he was really only there for the uh, for the funeral scene. Yeah, that's it. And I think um, same thing, just scheduling problems. But so at this point, we've we've closed out what we you know thought was the main uh, 
main drag of Fast and Furious movies. Um, in February of 2016, Universal set an initial release date for the two what they say remaining films are in the franchise, with the first at this point being Fast and the Furious 9 that was mm-hmm. going to come out in April of 2019. But then, October 2017, they pushed the release date back to April 10th, 2020 to accommodate for a spin-off. Um, you guys probably all know what we're talking about. Hobbs and Shaw, which came out this year, August... Second, twenty nineteen. This pissed off Tyrese. Yeah, we get some real life drama here, right? Mm -hmm. Tyrese was mad at Dwayne and his production company for making Fast and Furious get delayed because he wanted to release Hobbs and Shaw. Right, and there's also it seems like there's some some real life drama as well between uh, Vin Diesel and The Rock, where they just do not like each other. It seems. No, they don't, but it looks like they buried the hatchet recently. Oh, really? But I also think the issue that Vin Diesel has with The Rock is The Rock stepped into the Fast and the Furious franchise and basically became the face of the Fast Took and it Furious over, franchise. whereas Vin Diesel, yeah. this was kind of his only thing going on. The yeah. Rock is making the Fast and Furious and 30 other movies every year. Yeah, so... it's, just, it's what The Rock does. It's yeah. just what he does. So I know um, The Rock has kind of said that like he doesn't work hard enough and all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, dude, you're making... You're making like 60 movies a year. All right. Yeah. The Get Rock it. knows that he's got a very short time to capitalize on being The Rock. No, it's true. I mean, Taking he's got to make his money. Advantage. Yeah. Make his money and take care of like all of your family for the next few generations. Yeah. Basically because what that's doing. what it's going to be. But yeah, they, they have two movies planned and one of them was nine. The other one yep. is actually a female centric Fast and Furious movie. Yep. Which we know next to nothing about. Yeah, that's just been, you know, you know, a woman-led cast, Fast and the Furious. I'm interested to see what they do. Michelle Rodriguez better be in it, or I'm, I'm not watching I it. I will throw a, an entire fit if Michelle Rodriguez is not in it. If Michelle Rodriguez is not in it, Universal is going to get these hands. Yep, yep. And Hobbs and Shaw's, which, which Fate of the Furious brought us down so hard that we decided we're going to hold off on Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, we could not... Um... I couldn't bring ourselves to keep watching. I've been doing so much Fast and Furious watching and reading that I just... I was like, no, I, I can't do this to myself anymore. And you, I think we're in the same boat. You almost uh, didn't no. finish 8. I, I almost didn't finish 8. Yeah. I tried to watch 8 yesterday, which at the time of the recording, I watched Fate of the Furious. On the same day, I also had to watch my Atlanta Braves get shit stomped. Yeah, so you weren't having a great day, and this movie yeah. did not make things better. No, it didn't, and that's I I probably judge this movie way more harshly because I was not in a good mood. Yeah, no, I mean, I I saw a lot of the problems with the movie too. Yeah. So Listen, one thing we can say about these last two movies, and I'm gonna try to sum these up here uh, because yeah. I kind of felt the same way about both movies, is while the plot, which is not why you watch these movies. I know the plot was just too unbelievable for even someone like me, who's been a fan of all the other movies to really pay attention to what's going on. I yeah. did enjoy the visuals. Right. Right. They so, did have some good visuals. That is for sure. And there were scenes that were really nice that I really enjoyed. So that, I mean, there was a lot, there was a lot I enjoyed about these movies, but mm. excuse me, but overall I was just kind of like these I never thought I was going to say this, but I think it's time to end these. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I was going to ask you, is what your thoughts are on, on this franchise continuing to go and 
And do you think they keep going after nine, or do you just hope they stop? I hope nine's the last one. Yeah. And then, of course, with the female-centric cast, I hope they kind of right. get back to basics. And maybe yeah, that's what I want, because I, I feel like, there. you know, in, in re-watching these now, a lot of this, the back half of this franchise I'd never seen, so I'd only seen one through three. When we started this journey um, beforehand, and, and I had I had high hopes for the rest of the franchise. Uh, it delivered in some areas and fell very, very short here at the end. At, at the end, I was just like, oh, why did we do this? It it was a little hard to get through, so I, I it's like it felt like it lost some of its uh, initial charm by the time you get eight movies in, which you know it is eight movies in. Yeah, I don't know many many franchises that get eight movies in, and you're still like, this is fantastic. It's eight movies in and still making so. Much it's still money. making so much money. No, that's you can't even argue with that. It's definitely continuing to be profitable so as long as they're profitable they're gonna keep doing it so i don't know if nine will be the end but i don't i'm interested to see what they do with nine i don't know too much about it um we have another wrestling uh royalty joining the cast in nine right uh yes we are presumably have john cena cena I mean, he'll be there, but I guess we won't be able to see him the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was going to happen. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. Indeed. So, if you guys watched this along with us um, as we were going through this, I, I apologize for these last two movies. It, it, it felt like legitimate homework to get through these last two movies. Yes. I, I would start accidentally watching other movies because I so did not want to jump into these two. Um, and and I, you would have to stop and be like, no, I need to watch Furious 7 and then I gotta watch Fate of the Furious. So I'm looking forward to watching not Vin Diesel and The Rock on screen for just a little bit. Yeah, I definitely need it. I, I, I need a break from seeing both of them. I mean, I'm ready to see The Rock some more, but I, yeah, I'm done with Vin Diesel. Yeah, I mean, we're always up to bit. see The Rock. If you're looking for a good Rock movie to watch, go watch Rampage. Or Skyscraper. Yeah, or Skyscraper. Those are both fantastic movies. Didn't I show those to you both on the same day? You did. Oh, God, they're such gems. I saw Skyscraper in theaters and just that one of the one of the top theater experiences I've had. Um, <laughs> I was very, very drunk, but it was a gem. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that. Wow. I was cheering in the theater. So I believe that's, I believe that's the level we were at. <laughs> cool. Well, do you get anything yeah. else to add to these two? No. No, I'm out. Okay. Well, knowing that this is the short one, we also covered one less movie, and also yes. our care for this movie was... Very uh, low. Very, very low. Very low. Very low. We look All right, Ben. We look forward to talking to you guys again. Uh, we yeah. do have a couple episodes in the pipeline. We don't really want to say anything in case the dates get changed around. Yeah, we'll figure out timing for everything. Figure out timing and everything, but we definitely appreciate any of you guys that are listening that were fans of Dave or MJC. We hope to see you around, and we hope to have those guys back on very soon in the near future. Yes. 
And other friends of the podcast. And other friends of the podcast. Uh, keep an eye on Twitter, because Andy has finally decided that it is activity time on Twitter. It is. And yeah, so if you're not following active, Twitter, check it out. Yeah, and since he's being more active on Twitter, I am being more active on Facebook. We definitely want to hear your feedback, because honestly, you guys are the reason we do this. And we'd love to get your feedback, because it would greatly help us get out of some of the rut we've been in here lately when trying to find subject material. You know, we subjected ourselves to eight Fast and the Furious movies, guys. We do it for you. Yep. We do it for love. So with that, Ben, play us out. So whether you're listening morning, noon, or night, enjoy your day, afternoon, or evening. Good night. Good night. Good night.